Dr. Lars Dingman, the iTunes Psychic. Subscribe for free iTunes Psychic, a top 10 iTunes podcast at iTunes Psychic on Facebook. As you know, there is uh, an outstanding name uh, in showbiz. This whole thing has really blown up in the past couple of years um, because once you've achieved doctor status, there's a lot of ways you can go in your career. But Dr. Lars Dingman has a very specific career, and I know many of you are familiar with his podcast. It's extremely popular. And uh, he is the iTunes psychic who can determine your future based on your love of particular music. Good morning, Dr. Lars. Uh, Good morning, uh, Steve. How are you this evening? Or should I call you Dr. Dingman? Yeah. Okay. I like how you said morning and evening, so no matter what time people are listening to the podcast, it applies to them. What I said, I said that on uh, very much purpose, Steve, to see if, and you are, like most people, if you are quote-unquote woke. Uh, Most people go through their lives uh, living uh, in a valence of bewilderment and uh, uh, unconsciousness. You know, you you ever been driving to work and you wake up and you have no idea how you get there? Sure. That's not the way to live your life. But you, Steve, you pay attention to every detail, and that's why you are where you are today. What does this woke thing mean? Because I've heard it used many different ways. You know, Steve, every generation of youngsters develops their own language to separate themselves from the old people right. in society. Yeah, right. You're right. It was Hepcat. It was groovy. Woke is just the, the current millennial version of being, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, with it. Con- uh, yeah, being, uh, you know, being considerate and being aware of other people and microaggressions and all that BS. All right. So it's all nonsense. Uh, you know, one yeah. thing I've never asked you, Dr. Dingman. And by the way, Dr. Mm-hmm. Dingman, you're doing an appearance in Chicago, aren't you? Yes, I'm performing on Valentine's Day night at the uh, the Comedy Shrine out in Aurora with uh, Patty Vasquez, who I believe is also uh, has a program on your station. She's very popular, lovely, talented girl. Uh, does a yeah. wonderful show from uh, 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. Or no, it's is it 11 to one. Is it 10 to one? She's on at night. Uh, we've changed it around a couple of times. I believe she's on. Ten to one. I believe now. it's ten to one. Yes, yeah, yeah, you could be excused. You're asleep, uh, resting up for your morning program. Yeah, because it takes a lot out of a girl. Um, and what will you be doing on stage during that show at the Comedy Shrine in Aurora? I'll be delighting people. Uh, is the short answer. Uh, I'll be bringing people up out of the audience. They tell me the last three songs that they randomly heard. And from those song titles, I'm able to tune into their past, their present, and their future. So I'll be giving romantic readings. Uh, I think uh, because it is uh, uh, Valentine's Day, I may pull some single people out of the audience and see if we can use psychic energy to make a match of people that will actually like each other. Well, why don't we just demonstrate here? I'll give you the three songs I heard last, and frankly, it's right before the show this morning. Walk This Way, the Aerosmith Run DMC version, mm-hmm. Danny Boy, and Paul Anka's You're Having My Baby. Those are the three songs. Walk This Way, Danny Boy, You're Having My Baby. And this is this is a reading for you now, Steve. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, as an example for the listeners. Right. Well, uh, <clears throat> Walk This Way, Danny Boy, and You're Having My Baby. I, it seems to me what this is saying is that... Uh, uh, you and uh, uh, are you in business with a uh, a male friend of any kind? 
Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, actually, yes, yes, yes. I, I, there's a, a gentleman named John DeCause who uh, produces uh, stand-up comedy shows for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing. Danny Boy is, is your, your your friend, your sidekick. Your, if you were Batman, Danny Boy is Robin. Uh, having my baby, the obvious uh, interpretation is that you're going to give birth to a human being, but obviously that cannot happen. <laughs> no, no. Uh, because, and sadly, I am not able to conceive. Well, you're, you're too old, obviously. Um, uh, but uh, uh, also, I, I'm guessing that you lack a womb, uh, but... Having sorry, my sorry. baby. What do I lack again? A womb. I like it's a where womb. the babies come from. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, having my baby is a—it's a metaphor for creating something new, something that will have a life of its own, something that will then go ahead and walk the way that you walk. Uh, so it's an idea. I'm seeing that you and John are uh, about to either announce a new program or a show or some sort of initiative uh, that will, you hope, will be creative and uh, walk on its own two feet and be successful. True or false? Wow, that's very, very, uh, 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 well, descriptive and very specific. And to be honest with you, yeah, sure, absolutely, yeah. I mean, uh, as to specifics... um, Look, you're right. You're right. It absolutely is something that uh, that's being discussed. So look at you. Look at you. Look at you. Go ahead. Take a minute. It's, look at you. It's not me, Steve. It is the universe coming uh, through me. Uh, you know, all of reality is only vibration. So sound, uh, light, those are all uh, vibra- uh, vibratic harmonies is what I call them. And uh, by by allowing the universe to speak with us, uh, with these song titles, uh, it's a way to uh, have the universe give us notes or, or coach us, essentially, on our lives. I'm the universe whisperer, and I'm whispering what the universe wants you to know. So I think what the universe is saying is that uh, this endeavor that you and Mr. DeCoss are working on is going to be successful. Uh, it's going to take a while because you're giving birth to a baby, uh, not a grown-up. Right, uh, sure, which sure. Uh, which would be news in and of itself, I'm sure. Sure. Uh, But I think it's got some possibilities. All right. So having said all of that, I had Hmm. uh, this morning on the regular radio show, the conversation. This is not the radio program, what we're doing right now? This is not the regular show. No, this is the podcast where we have an opportunity to stretch it out. We have longer conversations with incredibly interesting people like you, Dr. Lars Dingman. So here's the thing. I asked this morning for several people who might have questions and ideas and thoughts, things they want to know about love. And I have several people who would have questions for you, Dr. Lars Dingman, who will then, I mean, these people will hear their answers because they'll listen to the podcast. And if you're, not, if you're not listening now, please let us know why. Uh, but I have some well, how questions. How are they going to let you know if they're not listening? See, now you're involved with technicalities. But I have several questions. Well, you said if you're not listening, <laughs> let us know. That's, that's it's, it's impossible. That's like, you know. Um, you know, you, you know, you make a point. We haven't worked out that part of it specifically yet, but I'm sure it's going to be fine. So if you don't mind, I have several. Well, I've been doing podcasts for a while, Steve. I understand how it works. And, and it's an impossible uh, premise that you just laid out there. At this point, I know you're new. I'm just pointing it out to you. <laughs> So here are the questions as I receive them. Uh, Beth in Tinley Park. I don't know how well you know the area, Dr. Lars name, but Tinley Park is a southern suburb of Chicago. Okay. Um, and Beth writes, I need to talk. He doesn't want to talk. 
How do I get him to talk and to listen? Well, you're giving me an easy one to start. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, this uh, problem between men and women is indicative of uh, exactly my entire practice. Beth uh, wants to be more communicative and wants to talk to her her husband or lover or both, for all we know. Um, Men do not. That is because you've heard of the book, uh, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus? Yes. Uh, That's an entire book, long-winded book, that can be summed up in one sentence. Really? What's that Uh, like? Yeah, men and women are different. That's the sentence. (laughs) But who's going to buy that book, right? Women process information on a different frequency okay. than men. What do you do if you're going to go shopping for a pair of pants, if you're a guy? Well, you go you to the store in, that sells the pants. Right, and you walk up to where you know your pants are, you grab one, and you walk out. You ever been shopping with a woman for pants? Yes, yes, I have. Is, is the term excruciating accurate? Yes, there's no question. They, they, uh, they see, they're not looking for pants. They're searching for redemption. We just Via want the pants. the pants. Exactly. And that difference that we all experience every day, the reason that difference exists is because men and women function on different vibrational frequencies. Oh, is that right? Yes. So what Beth in Tilly Park needs to do is change. Ideally, you, you change both of your vibrations. Hoping just to change the husband's vibration is a little selfish, and it, you may be the problem. You don't know. So what you have to do in order, if you want to talk, is is think like the other person. Try and imagine uh, something that they actually want to talk about. And then uh, educate yourself on it and then surprise them one day. Beth, uh, you could be sitting there next to, uh, let's call him Harvey, uh, and uh, he'll just be grunting and watching the television. Imagine how delighted uh, he would be if uh, you uh, turned to him and said, oh, have you noticed that the Hawks' goals against average has gone down a half a goal in the last uh, two weeks? Right. His head will snap Suddenly, uh, he will see her in focus, and they will begin a conversation based on something he was interested in. And then, uh, unless he's a total loser, eventually he will say, "Uh, so what's up with you? So so are you saying that we should find a way to hit their sweet spot if we want them to talk to us as opposed to demanding they meet our agenda? Exactly. And what what that truly is, is changing your vibration Raising, if you're a man, raising your vibration into the realm that a woman will be interested in. And and then you can converse. And by doing this exercise over and over and over again, over a period of time, uh, the the gap, the the frequency intransigence is what I call it, between yourself and your partner will get smaller and smaller and smaller. And it will be easier uh, to maintain the conversation. But if you're just going to dig in your heels and, uh, you know, uh, insist that uh, out of nowhere he's suddenly got to be excited that the Bed Bath & Beyond 20% coupon arrived today. Ooh, what are we going to get? It's not going to happen. No, it's not who he is. And again, no. it's understand. You're very strong in the common sense area, aren't you? Yes. 
Okay, good, good, good. All right, now uh, let's move on. Uh, we have a, a, a caller this morning from uh, named Joe. He's actually from Oak Park, another Chicago suburb. Says, I'm more romantic than my wife, and I want to do something special, and I'm afraid that she won't receive it the way I would hope she would. Uh, what do you say in that case? Because that's an unusual circumstance, isn't it, where the man's more romantic yes. than the woman? Yeah, she's having an affair, Joe. <laughs> Oh, you're kidding. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, What happens is when I start tuning into people, I see uh, movies, pictures in my head. Sure, the vibrations. Right, right. And when you started describing Joe and his problem, I saw saw a woman having an affair. I'm not going to detail exactly what I saw because it's scandalous. But um, uh, it it involves circus animals. It did not involve animals of any kind. uh, But there, well... Now, uh, to describe some of the geometry, you might include the name of an animal, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, no, it was uh, her and a, a male human. Although uh, <laughs> maybe Italian or Israeli, the very hairy back is what I'm seeing uh, on the man. Uh, the problem here is uh, uh, Joe's wife feels uncoupled from Joe. Uh, and feels smothered. Doctor, I don't mean to interrupt because you're the expert here, but are you sure she's not just horny? No, she's very horny. Hmm. Very horny, but for, uh, not for Joe, unfortunately. That's and the, the harder, he, the harder he, he is pressing, the more repulsed she is uh, and uh, 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 has sought sucker in the arms of another. I'm sorry, she sought what? Sucker, S U C. Uh, O-R. It means sustenance as you sucker a baby. Wow. Yeah, I didn't even know that. So what you're saying is, Joe, the reason you're more romantic than she is is because she's sick of you and she's having an affair. That's not exactly upbeat advice, but sometimes realism is exactly what's needed. The universe can be a cold, cruel place, Steve. All right, let's move on. Kathy has been married twice. Mm. Kathy is in love. Mm-hmm. She wants to get married again. She's wondering if it's a good idea. Your thoughts, Dr. Lars Dingman? Uh, take a pill, Kathy. You got to relax. Every single... I'm, 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 what I'm seeing is I'm seeing a, a, a desperation uh, in Kathy uh, that uh, you know she wants the third time to be a charm. Um, every single woman over the age of 24 around Valentine's Day... This is what's in their head. It's like children at Christmas. Oh, my goodness. Uh, is he going to give me a ring on Valentine's Day? Is he going to take me to uh, uh, the Caribbean? Val- it's, it, it is a completely overblown, fabricated uh, holiday. The the only thing that happened on Valentine's Day was a bunch of gangsters got shot in a garage in Chicago. That's uh, what happened. This, this, this... Um, uh, fantasy uh, that has uh, sprung up around Valentine's Day is is uh, just to sell uh, flowers, candy, uh, erotic uh, lingerie. Um, and, by, and, and by the uh, way, I'm told you look great in all of that. You know what? Uh, you gotta you gotta frame the picture. You know what I'm saying? Sure, 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 you, sure. You put a nice frame around something; it's going to enhance uh, your enjoyment mm-hmm, thereof. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm saying. I'm sorry to mean to throw you off, but she's been married twice. Should she marry again? No. Uh, Tell you what, put it put it aside, and if you still feel like getting married on May 14th, 
then then you can proceed. I think right now it's just this uh, what they call Valentine's hysteria. Okay, so she's got a bit of a medical condition is what it sounds like to me. Uh, it's it's more of a psychological condition that okay. can be dealt with by uh, deep breathing and uh, 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 just not going into a jewel or an Osco down the Valentine's aisle until it's all cleared away uh, for the next big, uh, all right. celebration. All right. All right. Let's move on. Um, Anne is 44 years old and mm-hmm. uh, she is down on love uh, on this upcoming Valentine's Day. She said she's at a point in her life where she doesn't need it. She's been married once. Mm-hmm. At a point in her life where she doesn't need it, um, she gets attraction from men. This is a fairly long question here. But uh, mm-hmm. she's an attractive woman who does get plenty of attention. And Anne is wondering if she's being too close-minded. Should she be more open-minded to love? Yes. Uh, yes, you should, Anne. Uh, and, and when you say, I don't need love, that is... That is, can I say BS on the podcast? Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. It's BS. (laughs) Everyone needs love. Everyone needs love. So she should be open to it. Yes, and by the mere fact that she is saying, that she took the time to write or text you to say, oh, 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 by the way, I don't really care what happens, but dot, 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 dot. Of course she does. What she's doing is she's presenting a false picture of herself in the hopes that, oh, a man will see that I'm not desperate for love and will approach me. But in fact, what she is, is she's more desperate than the Kathy before her. Everybody needs love, Ann. You got to understand that. What you need is to, you know what? Here's a great thing that a woman told me once. If you're single and you're going on dates, instead of having your first date be a big dinner and a blah, big, a big, your mission goes, what you do is you say, I'll meet you for coffee for 10 minutes. And even if I want to jump your bones at nine minutes, at 10 minutes, I'm going to shake your hand and walk away. And then we will call each other the next day. And if we both want to have another date, then we'll have a date. But the first, at the first meeting has so much pressure and so much uh, uh, expectation laid on it, it's, it, it's detrimental. It, it's not really good. So by doing this, that no matter what happens, if it's, if it's horrible, anyone can withstand, uh, you know, a boring and awful 10 minutes. I mean, you know, look what we're doing. If that goes well, however, then you know you want to have an actual date. All right, so you go through the process, you be open to it, and the universe will tell you, if you're listening, exactly what the next step should be. But don't be so jumpy. No, the universe is much more uh, intelligent than any of us, because it is the sum total of all the intelligence of all the beings on the planet and elsewhere. So uh, to think that you can outsmart the system by saying, oh, I don't care if I get married Nonsense. in love. I don't Nonsense. need it. It's, it's BS is what it is. Accept the fact that human beings need love and then go out and get the love that you uh, are, are due. Everyone's entitled to it. You have to believe that you're entitled to it. And then if a guy shows up for 10 minutes and he's an idiot, then you don't call him back the next day and you make fun of him to your girlfriend. All right. Now, I don't for a moment uh, profess to be an expert on anything. Uh, but as a talk show host, I don't have to be. Would fu- you say a podcast is less than 
a radio broadcast or more than a radio broadcast as far as reaching your audience? Oh, the audience definitely listens mostly on the radio. But this podcast thing, as you well know, Dr. Lars Dingman, because of the success of your own podcast available wherever podcasts are available uh, at Dr. Lars Dingman's podcast, uh, they're very, very popular. And they just appeal to a very specific audience, as you know, and in this case, fans and new fans of Dr. Lars Dingman. And how would I hear the Dr. Lars Dingman podcast? Uh, maybe you'll post this one. But how oh, would, of course. How would I hear your podcast past? Uh, you go to where all podcasts uh, go, uh, uh, iTunes, Spotify, uh, mm-hmm. SoundCloud, and just look up Psychic Circus, uh, because uh, that's the name of the podcast, Psychic Circus with Dr. Lars Digman, because the world is a circus, and uh, I enjoy it immensely, uh, every uh, opportunity that I get. I, actually, I was asking that question, Steve, because I think you will find, I know you've been in radio uh, for uh, over three years now, and uh, if... Uh, once you warm to this format, I think you will enjoy it uh, tremendously because it does give you time to uh, be a little more breezy with your content and you're not constantly telling people that it's 40,000 degrees below zero outside. Right, or breaking uh, for news or weather or traffic. None of that. Right. No, it's all – it's you. It's, it's, it's all uh, – it's like – you ever go to a buffet? Sure. Okay. You know you're going to get a piece of prime rib, but on the way to that – carving station, you'll throw some salad on, maybe some pasta salad, uh, some corn or something, and then by the time you get there, your plate is so full, you have to take a second plate just for the prime rib. That's radio. But podcast, screw the vegetables. It's just the prime rib. That is you. That is the best definition I've ever heard of the difference between radio shows and a podcast. All right, I have one more question before we go, and I think it's very important. We're almost out of time. Dr. Lars Dingman, a question that has troubled men for ages. When a woman says she doesn't want a gift, whether it's for her birthday or Christmas or Valentine's Day, says don't don't make a fuss, is that what she means or is she saying something else? Of course not. Steve, Steve I don't want a gift. You know what? Of course she does. She absolutely wants a gift. The kind of girl a woman that tells you, oh, I don't want a gift, is a girl that doesn't trust you. She's either saying that because, A, she thinks you totally don't even know that it's Valentine's Day in three days, or your anniversary, or your birthday, or is telling you, uh, maybe, you know, don't spend $10,000 on it because we have a mortgage payment. But no, the awareness of the situation for the gift giving is so forward in her mind that that's what she's saying you can't again men and women are different it's not like she's lying to you we use different communication skills and muscles if you will to communicate what you have to learn if you're going to be in a successful uh, relationship uh, over time is to not uh, not ignore when she says crazy crap like that but to understand it and translate it in your mind into what she really means. So it's it not means- some voodoo trick played on men just to prove that we're idiots. Oh, it's that too. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. But again, well, you can diffuse that by then showing up with a nice, nice, uh, 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 small 
thing, thoughtful gift. Thoughtfulness is always more valuable than brute money, right? And when she says, oh, I don't want, when you give her something, oh, uh, she'll enjoy it. And then you can say, well, you said you didn't want anything, so I'm just showing this to you. It's for someone else. Then see how she reacts. <laughs> All right, last, uh, uh, last, last question, even though I've said that before. I enjoy talking to you so much, Dr. Dingman. I, I, I sure, find it I tough to hang you. Uh, Dr. Dingman, before we go for real this time, this Long Island psychic that's on the TV, um, I see this woman and she seems like she wants people to feel better about their lost loved ones. She seems like she's trying to do the right thing. Is she truly psychic? Does she connect with the vibrations of the earth and people as you do, or is it a load of crap? Well, I'll tell you this, uh, uh, the, the vast majority of psychics uh, making money off of this uh, uh, charlatans. They're fakers. I don't know Ms. Caputo personally. Uh, however, I also know that the phenomenon of being able to communicate with people who have passed over is very real. Uh, I've been able to do it on occasion. There are some other psychics that do it, uh, specialize in it. So is it possible to get messages from people who have passed uh, over here on Earth and exist on another plane? Uh, absolutely. My personal experience, uh, without question, that is possible. Whether she is a, pre- a genuine practitioner of that, uh, I, I, don't, uh, I don't know. I haven't watched her program enough to really understand it. But uh, people, you got to look at Earth as a classroom. And we choose to come back here over and over and over again until we get everything right and we, we perfect our souls, quote unquote, and then you can move on to a new reality. So most people that are on the earth right now have, been, have lived here before uh, in different uh, bodies, different types of existences. So the fact that uh, the soul or the personality or whatever you want to call it survives the death of the body is not, uh, 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 in some circles, it's a foregone conclusion. It's a fact. Other people don't believe it because they can't see it or touch it or smell it, whatever. But I'm sure if you really talk to most people and ask them, have you ever had a moment after someone you loved passed over where you felt uh, their presence or they gave you some information or something that still connected you to them? Most people would say yes. Now, uh, naysayers would say, oh, that's just your wishful thinking, your consciousness manufacturing that which could be the case. It also could be the case that uh, they see uh, you need some information or you're in stress and they're zooming in to help you out like they would do if they were alive because they love you. So it's, it's, uh, 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 it's a genuine phenomenon. I think that you've got to leave it up to yourself to decide if a particular psychic is bona fide or not. Well, I've got to tell you, um, that is a much more meaningful answer than I expected from you, and I appreciate yeah. it. All right, again, I'll steer you, everyone who wants to get genuine bona fide information and some fine entertainment for the highly popular, highly touted, somewhat high, uh, Dr. Lars Dingman. The podcast is Psychic Circus. Dr. Dingman, thank you. I'm Dr. Lars Dingman. You can follow me everywhere at iTunes Psychic and subscribe to my free iTunes podcast, Psychic Circus. And I'll see you in the future. (laughs) 